important. Can I smash this? All these wet, the shelf labeled wedding gifts. Welcome to Dads Being Dads, episode 156 with Jason Fitzgerald and Randy James. Randy, how are you? Great. New intro. New intro. I'm getting, I'm warming up to it now. Yeah, you, uh, it's the same one you did last time, or you're yeah. mixing it up? No, it's the same one. Uh, I gotta turn my volume down. Oh, that's why I could hear myself. Yeah, echoing. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I heard it say great, and it came back to me uh-huh. out of your headphones uh-huh. all the uh-huh. way back. Right, yeah, we have to start over. You messed no. up the whole right. show. Welcome to Dads Being Dads, episode 156 with Jason Fitzgerald and Randy James. Can I say it any faster? No, it's fine. Okay, it's fast enough. All right. Mm-hmm. So what, what's, what's what's new? We got you know what's new. We got a review. Woohoo! That's good. Thank you. Yeah, Z- for listening last week and reviewing. You know, it's Zerain, a short amount of time. So there's still time. Oh yeah, it's plenty of time. Endless time. Plenty. Yeah, endless. Just this review. is a this is Greenfield. The show, as it were. I don't know what that means. That means that the information contained in here is timeless. Oh, Greenfield. I thought it meant it was like um, fresh. Um, it's not a hundred percent Greenfield, but some of it is. Uh, you know, the parenting stuff, which we don't do as much anymore, as we've talked about. We we, we, but we don't do a whole um, lot of uh, current events. I had a know, I had a follow- yeah, no current events. I had a, a little bit of follow up. Okay, yeah. Last week, near the end of the show, I was complaining a whole bunch about kids and sharing and feeling entitled to things that really weren't theirs. Now, I want to make something clear about that because I feel like people, maybe even you that were listening to me say that, sort of jump on board with the, yeah, I hate entitlements kind of thing, and it expands into this whole... Wait, whoa, all right. It gets political. We're getting heavy. Political? (laughs) Yeah, well, because, you know, like we call certain programs entitlements and things like that, so... Oh, okay. Uh, But there's a difference between... I I just wanted to make clear what my opinion was. There's a difference between on on the individual level here. So for a child to teach them that they can't just grab things from other kids as if they belong to them or they should have a turn, right? I don't think that's... I think that's something we should teach. That is not yours. You don't get to just take it from them. They don't have to give you a turn. It's their prerogative, right? And at the same time, of course, teach the kid who it does belong to. This is yours. But the nice thing to do is to let other people use it. If they, you know, if you see fit or when you're not busy with it or just if you think it might make them happy. Uh, But in the broader scope of things... Uh, it's a much harder thing to to judge when you're talking about societal type things, right? I do feel that we can contribute and essentially just give stuff to people who don't otherwise, you know, deserve it in quotes, but need it for survival. Uh, I think those are appropriate distributions. You're holding your smack in your face because I think when we use the term. Entitlements, people yeah, jump on board and go, yeah, entitlements, ah. And it gets blown out of proportion. Okay. And I want to make sure there's a there's a clear distinction there between... A sharing of just, a three-year-old and a... Uh, well, uh, one's, an, one's a need versus a want. <laughs> and an entitlement it, of a... It, well, that's what it boils down to, right? It's a need versus want. 
Yeah. And and people will redefine what need means, of course, because, yeah, oh, I really need a coffee right now. Well, no, you don't. You don't. I mean, you don't need it. You want one. <laughs> well, it depends on how this conversation is going to go. <laughs> That's it. That's the whole thing. I just wanted to make sure. But you know what I am drinking tonight? Another one of your leftover beers? Coffee. <laughs> oh. No, I'm a dragon. Yeah, here it is. You, you're up too. You're up too late. You're having a cup up too of coffee. early. Running too much again. Yeah, and uh, drinking coffee at nine o'clock at night. It's bad news. I'll tell you. What are you excited about lately? Uh, um, I'll tell you if you tell me. What you got? Nothing. Uh, no. What am I excited about? Uh, yeah. Well, I committed to go to Haiti again over the weekend. Did you really? Yeah, a commitment wrote the check, the initial check. So now I have to wow. raise a whole bunch of money, as you know, with the fundraising. Um, yeah, as you do, yeah. <laughs> uh, my, so so I, as you know, I went with my church group last year and had a, a mm-hmm. very fulfilling time um, spiritually and giving back and giving, helping and meeting the whole thing, right? The whole that, big- All that, all that uh, nonsense. Yeah, I'm yeah. throwing a lot of waving. No, none of it was nonsense. But um, this the year- The waving makes it seem like it's nonsense. No, it was just I'm trying to encompass it all, okay. right? This is an encompassing wheeling hand motion. Uh, gotcha. My my wife's coming this year, and my oldest two kids. So Whoa. it's a very different dynamic. But but now I also have to raise more money. Um, but so what are we little, talking about? What's the uh, bundle? What's what's the dollar amount? Dollar? Yeah, so right. last year my goal was two thousand dollars for an individual. Sad. This mm-hmm. year with four of us going, um, it's fifteen hundred dollars each. So it's not a. Uh, it doesn't scale equally. Although no, that's mm, up there though. But still, yeah, now I got to come up with $6,000. Now, I will have some help from my wife, uh, you know, because she'll be able to do some of it. Um, fundraising. Yeah, some fundraising. So we'll have to get some more ideas. We're talking about maybe doing some service projects. The kids have some birthdays. So they'll, you know, instead of giving me more things, give me some money towards my trip this summer. Mm-hmm. And we've already started that conversation with them. Uh, and so, you know, uh, it'll, you know, it'll, it'll be nice. But so now I'm getting on board. Now I'm getting, Excited, but the, a lot of mental. It's a mental game, right? You know how that starts up. You know the whole process. You've done it far longer than I have with the the writing, mm. but mm-hmm. yeah. What's kind of time horizon you got here? How many um, months away? How many months? I think it's August. They haven't. You know, we're not locked in, but it's early August this year. It's a little later than last year. Right in the hurricane so. season. Yeah, good. Yeah. No, I think hurricanes later. I hope. Huh. Well. <laughs> They did get hit with a pretty bad hurricane at the end of last year, and they did take the orphanage, did take a whole bunch more kids. So, mm. um, that'll be interesting. Yeah, it will be interesting. So, so that, so I, I don't know what else was, uh, was that the right answer? You seem to have an answer. No, I didn't know. Um, I was going to provide my own answer. Oh, so you were leading me. So I didn't know. So, you had so I don't know. What are, what, what, what are you something. excited about? <laughs> well, you know, now it feels selfish in comparison, of course, because uh, we're going to do some bike shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm excited. Yeah. Because we get to add a new, uh, you know, bike to the stable, so oh, to speak. We'll yeah. see. There's a big sale going on. Uh, and they've well, got the. There's the, a. Preseason sale? I have no idea. I mean, they said it was a sale. I got to call them, ask them if they have the stuff that I want. Because what we, what I really want is what we refer to as a cargo bike. Okay, bike that can carry a lot of stuff and kids. I know it stinks in comparison to the uh, Haiti thing. No, 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 I no. Apologize I, for that. I, you asked me. I thought you. I didn't know where you were going with it. So, uh, well, I'm glad you could contribute. Well, what I you, mean, what it, you're you, into. You say it stinks, but what you ride your bike 
however many hundreds of miles to this summer to raise money for cancer, which that's true. That's a good way of, uh, um, um, so this is part of something that you use to give back to, well, I don't, well, I don't need, I, I didn't say you needed bike, it to give back, I but said, I'm but, saying that I'm saying, I don't, I don't need this bike. We have many bikes. Right. I okay. want it. Yeah. Cause it would add convenience and it's cool. Yeah. Um, it's going to be for my wife mostly. We're going to get it sized for her. Okay. She does most of the school kid carting and grocery getting, and this will be the grocery getter bike and kid kid carting bike. So this will alleviate your need for the trailer, which you have, right? Or yeah, some it reduces the trail. You know, we have the trailer. It's it's really hard. Anybody who's has a house full of bikes or a garage full of bikes and rides a lot, you know, you don't. Not like a car. You don't just get the 600 horsepower, seven ton SUV and go, it does it all, right? You know, of course yeah. it does, right? Yeah. It's great. You uh, you get some kind of purpose-built bikes for different things. Now, of course, you could ride the cargo bike everywhere, but it's big and it might be a little slower if you're trying to go really far. Right. Um, the trailer has a similar problem. Like, it worked great when the kids were little. It was really safe. We could have put a seat on the back of the bike, but it gets really clunky. Um, but it, it's basically a parachute and it's really wide and it, it drags a lot and then you got to hook it up. So you kind of got to get it out. You get the bike out. You got to hook it all up, make sure everything's connected. Right. With the, the cargo bike, when it's all one big piece, you know, you just get it out and get on. And, uh, if you got a kid to bring, they jump on the back. If we say, if the kids bike to school and they're too tired to get home, you just hook their bike to the back of the cargo bike and throw them on the back. I need a visual. I'm looking it up here. Um, the one we will probably what you're looking for. They're called long tail cargo bikes. So we've we've narrowed it down to two. One by a company called Surly. The it's called the Big Dummy. It's a funny company. Yeah, yeah. I like their uh, bike names. And. Another by a company called Extra Cycle starts with an X. Let's just go with the Surly one. Let me let me. Uh, are yeah, they, they similar? Are they similar in style? They're they're very similar in style. They're okay. long tail. The big difference is the Extra Cycle bike has a smaller rear wheel, which makes the deck lower, which makes it a little uh, lower center of gravity kind of thing. Uh, yeah, big dummy, and now they have a big fat dummy, which is hilarious. It's, it's a, a fat, fat tire dummy, fat tire, tire. long tail cargo bike, which oh is kind of useless. Uh, a very expensive bike, so I don't think we're going to get one of those. You can fit some pretty reasonable tires on the on the big dummy, and uh, yeah, if we size it for my wife, then she can ride it, and I can just raise the seat whenever I want. They don't have it. prices on here. Oh, complete uh, on early site. Yeah, uh, I think. You want to know the price? Well, I want to know how much. The, you said it was very expensive for the big fat dummy. The big fat dummy, I think, complete is like thirty two hundred bucks. Okay, it's a lot. It's a lot, but yeah. it's not. I, I okay. I, I have a. I have a. I have a. What's the opinion on this sort of thing? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a lot of money if you're buying a quality thing that you're going to use a lot. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. Um, I mean, personally, yeah. I mean, we're going into it. It's kind of this fun adventure because I, I want to build, I want to buy the frame and build all the parts. Oh, you know, really? We'll You're just going to buy the frame? Uh, I'd like to. That it ends up being more expensive, ironically. Just, it just doesn't work the same way with bikes. You buy a complete bike and it's much cheaper than trying to source all the parts yourself. Right. Right. 
Uh, and so I, time also. I may end up just doing that is by especially if they have a sale and I and they have the right size and everything. I'll just pick it up. Hmm. Be like that's it. We're getting that one, and then we can just replace parts and change things as they as it ages. Uh, but these things, you know, if you treat them right, they will last forever. I mean, the bikes I have, I should be able to hand hand to the kids or you know keep right. So then I'll just have twenty bikes when I'm older. <laughs> uh, they 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 should be able to age. Just, just fine. Um, yeah, which is they are, which is cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I don't know how you There's, put the bike on the back. Uh, would you just strap it down like somehow? Back of what? You said if you if your kid doesn't want to ride their bike home, you just strap it in. Or you oh no, you back. tow it. You just hook the front wheel on. So you what? tow it like a little tow truck. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I, I do oh. it on my bike now all the time. I just hook the. So you just like yeah, hook it, bungee cord it to throw like a bungee this... cord around the back on the rack, and okay. the front wheel of the bike, and tow it around like a little tow truck. All the pictures have the bags on it, so I can't get a, like a good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the bags are on the side. Do they come with I... the bags? And well, again, no, I those are said... extra things. I, I think the complete set would, but it basically has this like kind of bench seat on Shelf, the back. Yeah, and I, I, you can get it with like running boards for their feet and little <laughs> oh, set yeah. handlebars yeah, the, and stuff. The frame has the running board, like the foot. Steps built into it. Uh, there's yeah, there's some little ones, but there's a bigger set of running boards oh. that you can get. In. Uh, it's pretty interesting. There's a lot of a lot of extra space back there with the wheel extending back. Hmm. Yeah, uh, makes it sure it makes it heavy, but uh, so what? Are they you weird get, to drive? Like uh, drive? Are they weird to uh, like? Do the geometry? You know, I, I don't like, know. Make I have never ridden one, so hmm. uh, I imagine it's it's different. I think the really weird bikes to ride are the ones with the the big box in front uh. and the front wheel way out in front of you, and it has it has a you know this odd steering thing where you turn the little wheel way out in front turns. That must be weird to balance, but I'm sure you get used to it like anything else. So where do you buy them? Can you share, or do you want to share? Um, well, in a lot of places you buy them online, uh, you know, order them, have them shipped. But we we have a couple of shops around Massachusetts that that will stock and sell them. Yeah, I'm looking. There's a, there's a specialty one in uh, in Belmont. Wheelworks. Wheelworks is a but yeah. Wheelworks Two, which is their shop right next door. Yeah, I don't understand. They're why. they're pretty famous for having. Uh, I think it's just space because yeah. there's a shop in between the two shops. I think. Oh uh, really? They don't have the uh, contiguous space. Uh. That's where I got my bike. Wheelworks two? No, Wheelworks. Like a hundred years ago, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. See, it lasts yeah. forever. The um, and I don't even take care of it. They no, <laughs> they 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 specialize in a lot of <laughs> tandems. You know, the two person bikes and yeah, uh, weird. You know, I don't know recumbents, things like that. So their their little secondary shop has all those things in the cargo bikes. Do you uh, walk in there and say that you're a Pan Mass rider and they give you a discount? Uh, not at that shop. There are a couple that do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Probably not off sale items either, but. There's a, I like the name of this place. Bikes, not bombs in Jamaica Plain. That's actually a store? Yeah. Mm. Okay. On Bartlett Square in Jamaica Plain. I used to live in Jamaica Plain years ago also too. Very but, yeah. um, okay. Very cool. Yeah. I can, I could be, I'm, I'm, I could be excited about you getting a new bike. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, I shouldn't be riding it much. Like, if I ride it to work, that means my wife is not picking up the kids on it, and so. Yeah. But for weekends and soccer games and stuff, this is gonna be huge. Mm-hmm. Well, no. Sh- yeah, I don't know who will end up with it. Right? Maybe 
I'll take it. But then I see. I don't even know how you bring your gear, like that big bag of balls, and um, <laughs> we call it a ball sack. But yeah, sack of yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. How do you like? How do you get that on the bike? It's crazy. To uh, me. Well, yeah, I have the same bike bags you have. Yeah, but I don't. That, I don't use that for my ball sack. I use that. I do. I do. You put your use those. Save two. Yeah, there. Uh, I think they have a, a no, twenty no, liter capacity. We're not, we're not doing this. No, we're not. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think there's like there are twenty liters each. So you get a they're, they are huge. Yeah. So they'll, they'll they'll fit quite a bit. And yeah, I gotta just I just transfer everything over to those. Kind of stinks moving things back and forth, but huge ball. Um. Huge balls. And well, we got the size right. four this year. So once we start, yeah, right. The bigger up balls aren't going to fit in the, 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 <laughs> the tiny sack. Uh, uh, um, I did extend. I, now I have a bike that has a front rack and a rear rack, and I actually have two sets of those bags. Really? Uh huh. You probably could have bought mine off me. <laughs> You're not going to use them? I will. I should. No, yeah. this summer I will get back out there. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm in better. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get rid of them. And keep them. Come on, you'll yeah. use them. Those are nice. They are nice. nice. I'll give you that. Yeah, they're they're, uh, they're waterproof. They're easy. They're waterproof, right? They just clip on. They're they're rugged. They're mm-hmm. heavy duty. Yeah. Waterproof is key. You get a you get a set of bike sacks that are not waterproof, and you go to work and you're like, "This is great," and then it's raining on the way home. Yeah. They basically never dry out. And your I laptop mean, just, is ruined. <laughs> everything is ruined. <laughs> Yeah, and it just water gets in the bag and it never comes out again. You get you can't like throw it in the dryer. Mildew and, gotta, and yeah, it's just yeah, nasty. It's the worst. If you're gonna get a set of bike sacks, get some waterproof ones. Okay. What is the brand we have? Some German brand, Dutch oh, brand. Yeah, it's called the uh, Ortlieb. Ort- I don't know how to say it. R O no O R T L E I B, as in bagels. Okay, so bags. Sorry, as in bags, that would have made more sense. Bikes. Mm-hmm. I could talk about bikes. The whole I know. Show. I know. I know. I know you can. Changed out the studded tires. Girl, help me with that. Have I told you? Okay, so the girl um, being Molly. Yeah, my daughter. Yeah, not the, the random woman. one you pulled off the street. Oh no, no. I didn't so, mean that like that at all. <laughs> I'm oh. not sure if I if I mentioned this last week, but my my daughter. She's five. Just added all that. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fine. We can leave it. We, yeah, uh, no. We've been getting her more involved in little projects here and there. Good. And I'm always, I'm always afraid that she's going to be bored like every other kid is. This is boring. I want to do something else. But either she's moved into this stage or she's always been this way and I haven't noticed. My my wife took her into the basement. Yeah. Starts a funny story. So my, my wife is a carpenter, <laughs> mm-hmm. and in our basement, it's full it's of woodworking carpenter stuff. Carpenter or carpentress? Uh, <laughs> waiter. Wood rig- woodworkress. Yeah. We should start calling her that. Just carpentress. To see what she does. Yeah, carpentress. <laughs> my wife is a carpentress, yeah. and our, so our basement's full of tools. And she just picked up a um, a drill press, which has been on our list of items to get for a long time. So she spent three days using this drill press for various things. And Fridays, my daughter doesn't have school, so she's home all day. And so she spent the entire day in the basement with my wife. I mean, like the entire day. She's down there with her her earmuffs on because we have a set for her ear protection, right? Eye protection on. Yep. And my wife gave her a little, uh, one of those old-timey hand drills where you turn the crank and it's got a little drill bit on it. Yeah. You know, you can drill it into the wood with the crank. Not the one that goes... 
round and round in the middle, but it has a little side crank. Yeah. I don't know if I, I'm I'm doing motions with my hands and they're probably not coming through. <laughs> um, the hand crank's offset from the center to give you more leverage. Not that one. Oh, okay. Is what I'm saying. The one that has actual, it has like a crank that has little teeth on it and it turns, it's it's orthogonal to the direction of the drill bit. Oh, yes. Itself. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like a, a mixer almost. Yeah, like, anyway. a, like a hand blender. Yeah. Okay. It's like a hand, hand blender, hand, but yeah. for a drill. Yeah, okay. She spent, I mean, I'm not being hyperbolic about this, hours <laughs> and hours down in the basement taking scrap pieces of wood, drilling holes in them, and then hammering nails into those holes in various design patterns. We have a stack, like this mountain pile of scrap wood now that's just filled with nails of different designs <laughs> that she just sat there hammering away at for the entire day. And I'm waiting for her to be like, this is bored. I hate this. I want to do something else. She never stopped. Like, and she, if you, if you, if she sees the boards or you go find them and you ask her about them, she'll tell you like a story about every board. She had all this stuff going through her head while she was making really? them. Yeah, it's totally bonkers. And I mean, this is a kid thing, right? So what might bore us or what what we think might bore them uh, obviously isn't true. But I mean, I don't know. I, we literally just gave her some tools and said, you can do whatever you want, right? Give her the freedom to make her own choices and make her own designs and do her own thing. And she kept at it. And then the next day I took her into the shed. <laughs> My wife took her to the basement. I took <clears> her to the shed Yep, where the, where the, the bike shop is. Uh-huh. And I asked her, I said, do you want to help me change all the bike tires? Cause it's springtime and the temperature's going up and all the bikes had studded tires on them. So we're taking all those off, putting the old tires back on. And she's like, yeah, that'd be great. She's really excited. And she spent like two hours in the shed with me, helping me take tires off and didn't ever once say she was bored or she wanted to do something else. Cause I kept giving her, you know, little tools. And, you know, this is what I think the key was, right? I kept letting her do the work or letting her asking her questions about the work, like keeping her engaged and not like, it's not like she was there as a, as a hindrance to progress. Right. Because I probably could have gotten this done in a quarter of the time. So it took a lot longer because she was helping me. But I never let her know that. You know, we just, you just talk through it. It's like, okay, now we have to do this. And which, and, and I sort of would ask for her, her input as much as I could. You know, so we'd put the bike up on the thing. And I'd say, well, which wheel do you think we should do first? And so she would get to decide which wheel we worked on. And I'd say, oh, okay, you know, let's, and now we, we, we should probably let the air out. You know, do you want to take the cap off and, and push the little button? And let it, oh, yeah, yeah, I want to do that. And, um, So I don't know. I was just excited that she would stay so engaged. But I still had this fear that she would get bored. And I think a lot of parents have that fear. And that's why they keep changing things on their kids. Like, oh, we're going to go here and do this. We're going to go here and do this. And then we're going to do this next. And you're going to get to do seven things today because I don't want you to get bored. And I, yeah, I think it's tricky because my no this past weekend, my kids were two of my kids paired off and were playing. One of my other kids was off by herself playing. And then the other one was just like, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored all day. 
Um, and <laughs> okay. I know the woodworking and any of those like craft type things are always, if the kids get into them, they'll just go for hours. It's a cra- it's amazing. Cause always when they go to the discovery museum, they always go in that one work woodworking room mm-hmm. and they make boats, <laughs> which was funny. Cause that's what your daughter <laughs> said you're making it was always, it's always the boats. I don't know what it is about boats, but they always want to make boats and they just nail a bunch of boards together and they call it a boat. Um, yep. And then we have to keep these uh, constructions, which I was going to ask you what you what you were doing with them all. Well, I mean, this was her. She's built some stuff before, but as so far, they're just in a heap in the basement. Um, yeah, four kids making them, so it's not as big of a problem. I think. Yeah, if it starts overflowing, we'll have to convince her to let us burn them or something. I don't yeah, know. And then you get the nails. It's just it's awkward because then you have <laughs> nails and wood and right. Uh, well, teach her how to pull all the nails out and see if she can. Yeah, but by, whenever I'm working in the garage or something, the kids always love to get into the screws and the nails and all that stuff. They just love driving metal into wood for some reason, <laughs> <laughs> smashing their thumbs. Yeah, it didn't happen. Thank and you. destroying things. They always want to grab the hammer, the claw hammer, and break something. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. is this- is this important? Can I smash this? All these wet, this shelf labeled wedding gifts. Yeah, yeah, they're just like destroying. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But that's great that she, you know, shows a uh, an enjoyment of that. I think uh, I'm mentioning it because I'm just, I'm still, I was still a bit cautious about. I didn't understand <coughs> the whole thing. Like I know she'll sit at the table and draw. Yeah. By herself for like the whole day. She loves, she'll sit there doodling or making stuff or using the Play Doh factory for the whole day. Uh, but I didn't think she would like the activities that we asked her to do. <laughs> you know, yeah, help, me, you help me with the to, bike tires, help me with the woodwork. Yeah. If you told her to drive nails in the wood, she would hate it. <laughs> Probably. Right? I guess yeah. that's the key, right? Yeah. And of course, you know, there's, they're there with mom or dad doing the thing that mom and dad are doing. So they're part yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, to your greater point, we do overcomplicate our kids' lives with too many yeah. activities sometimes. Well, so I should be careful about this uh, because – so soccer started, as we know. Yep. And I have a kid on the team I haven't coached before. And even one hour into the season, right, or before the season even started, I, I got some concerns from this child's parents that he might get bored. <laughs> and – it didn't dawn on me until late in the practice when, uh, you know, the kid's really good at soccer. He's he's full of energy. He's running like the wind everywhere, just never tires out. And we did a tiny little indoor scrimmage. We were in the gym. And he was running everywhere, playing every position, doing everything. Right. Uh, and I tried. I said, okay, we're going to, you know, I stopped the game a little bit. I said, we're going to switch this up a little. You know, I want the centers to stay in the center line in the field, the wings to stay basically in the columns on the field to try to encourage them to heat pass, charts. pass a little more, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like my little heat maps. Yeah, heat maps, yeah. He immediately fell to pieces over this. Oh, no. Right? That's boring. I'm bored. <laughs> right? Like, okay, that, that's, okay, that's, let's just play. Let's see how it goes. And uh, so the one kid would be out of position. He would go tearing out of his lane into that position. I'd be like, whoa, whoa, Terwilliger. Like, you're way out of your lane. He's like, but no one's there. Ah! He gets all so upset about it. Starts screaming about how boring this is again. 
like looking right at me. He's like, this is boring. I'm bored. Yeah. And that's not why I got into this at the beginning of the show, but it reminded me of it. And, you know, then I have a conversation with his parents after we emailed a little bit and he said, oh yeah, he talked to me about the practice and, and, uh, said he was bored and thought you were being a little too hard on him about the whole columns thing. I'm like, wow, you guys really talked about it a lot. And Whoa, this was feedback the parent gave you? <laughs> yeah, well, I asked. And, you know, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, okay, at some point, right, nothing bad has happened. I'm not trying to say anything bad about this child or the parents. I think they're great. Uh, but I'm going, you know, I'm just a recreational soccer coach here, right? I've got 11 kids to deal with. I right. want to give them, I want this all to be equitable. If this one kid is bored, you know, and this is me thinking to myself, if he's bored because I can't challenge him because he's so much better than the other kids or he just doesn't feel like dealing with the team, uh, there's nothing I can do about that. Like, so, you know, my first answer to the parents was, <coughs> you're really just going to have to explain to him that he's going to have to be okay with being bored. Wow. Because it may yeah. happen. And he doesn't have to have immediate gratification. Like, I will not put him in center for 100% of every game. Right. right? I'm not going to cater to his need to basically win the games and score goals in order to not be bored. Now, what I will do, I will try to architect some practice strategies or things to cater to uh, his skill level. Right. Like, and I was reading this whole coaching manual about this and they kind of reinforce some of this where they called it a slanty line or something. I don't and, know. And I think, I think teachers, teachers have this issue in a classroom, right? Cause not all kids are at the same level. Yeah. So what do you do when you take your four kids somewhere and you want to teach them a lesson? They're all different ages. They're all at different skill levels. How do you manage this? You've got to do something. You've got to do something to challenge your oldest and something different to challenge your second oldest because they all have different abilities and they're all a different place i'm that's basically what i told them was i'm gonna to have to do that sort of thing with him i'm like if, if he can't you know if he, if he needs it or the games are too easy then i'm just gonna tell him he can't use his right foot during the game or you know random stuff like that okay like so, see if you can play this whole game only only using your left foot see if you can uh take shots from midfield see if you can Pa- make passes cross field, you know, to to your teammates that are wherever, right? Right. Uh, strategies that don't have to involve like see if you can run everywhere and play the whole game all by yourself and <laughs> score all the goals. Yeah, right, 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 right. Right. <laughs> it's not what I need. Uh, it's not what he needs because that's not sustainable over time either. But I thought it was a little bit. I mean, when he turned and looked at me in practice and said, "That's boring. I'm bored." Immediately, I'm like, wow, okay. You red, know, if we're going to talk about entitlement, right? There's everywhere. there's yeah. the entitlement, right? That needs to be quashed. Like, okay, I hear you. You know, I, I hear what you're telling me, but I cannot fix it in the amount of time you're expecting me to fix it, which is instantly. Right. Which is why you're blurting out that you're bored. So do your kids, I mean, your own kids and maybe other kids that you come across know uh, in, in your life or beyond just a soccer example uh yeah use the term board for like everything because my kids if like i put the wrong type of food in front of them they're just like oh i don't like this food now i'm bored 
So they use that for basically everything, even though they're not actually bored. They're, they, uh, they use it for, uh, they hate it. Yeah. Just like whenever they're in a situation they don't want to be in, they call themselves bored. Well, that makes sense. Well, but they're not bored. Like we're at dinner. They're not bored. They're just like, there's, they're actively. <laughs> it's, not, like, it's not exciting. It's not yeah. exciting food. Or even if we're at the playground and they don't want to be at the playground, like, oh, this is so boring. This is boring. So I'm, I'm wondering if this is some of that type of, uh, like they don't like the parameters that he's being told oh, to live, could be. be act yeah. under, right? That, that's a fair assessment. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because he, he, of course, knew I was doing it for his benefit. But, yeah. I mean, I was doing it for the other kids' benefit as well because they need to fill in those positions and they didn't need him steamrolling them to get the ball, his own teammates. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you're right. It could get overused. Kids say they're bored when they don't mean bored. They mean, I'm not happy. I don't like this. But still, it's it's a it's a cry for... You need to change this for me this yeah. instant. Right, right. And um I'm not gonna ha- I'm not having that. You know, it's the instant gratification thing needs to be toned back a little bit. And that's why I'm excited about coaching U ten again. You know, they're getting older and they're much more reasonable in that regard. Yeah. That yeah. Hopefully. Uh, well yeah, I know what you mean, but in that re- in that regard. Uh as far as like they're able to contain themselves a little bit better. Like they're mm-hmm. able to see that, okay, right this second I'm not being engaged, but it's because I'm learning something else or it's going to happen in a couple of minutes that I, it's going to, my turn is not yet here. Right. So, uh, I, I have known, I talked to, um, a couple of parents over the weekend about, there the, was two mo- two mothers, and one mother said to the other one that that what how did this happen? Okay, so Mother A, we will call her Emily, was talking to Melissa, <laughs> and Melissa and Emily was talking about something that Melissa's kid did at I think it was lacrosse practice. Um, none of these things are actually. It wasn't really Emily or Melissa, or it actually was because I can't. I'm too tired to make up names, and it was lacrosse. <laughs> So, and they were talking about Twilliger, uh, made up. Twilliger did something wrong at practice, whatever, and the coach brought him back in line. And Melissa was like, wait, so when Twilliger acted out, the coach like came down on him? And Emily was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, bang the mic. Uh, you're banging, you're yeah, banging everything. And I was like, wait, wait a second. So, and I says to both of them, because sometimes you can get, especially you get a different, different sort of uh, viewpoint. I says to them, I says, I be, I'm being very sexist here. You get a different perspective sometimes from a mother than you do from a father. Father would be like, yeah, you gotta make the turn those boys into men. Uh, but the moms will sometimes be like, what are they doing to my son? Um, so yeah, I'm protective. Being, I'm being yeah, a little mama bear. I'm being very sexist here, well, but uh, the stereotypical in a way, you're right. I mean, yeah. the stereotypical male is yeah. Uh, to rub some dirt on it. And yeah. the stereotypical mother is, you know, don't hurt my baby, right? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. That happens. Right. Uh, it happens from both parents, of course. Yeah. In opposite directions. Yeah. I know plenty of mothers that do the same thing. We'll rub some dirt on it, you yeah. wuss. Get yeah. back out there. Now, and some fathers uh, and a lot of times those mothers were more, played sports at 
they're at kids' age. Because the well, w- let's not try to. I don't know what. Just get, get to your. Um, My point was the mom, not yeah. Mel- Melissa, was Twilliger's mom was, and she was. She did play lacrosse in college, I think. She was glad to hear that. And so I, I cornered her on. I'm like, wait, so you want the coach to come down on? Like, you're okay with it? And she's like, oh, absolutely. Like, I'm paying for my kid to play the sport and to learn the sport. I don't want my kid goofing off at practice or whatever because it was something like he was doing. Like, he yeah. wasn't paying attention. So I got that feedback as well. Yeah, so, but this other father now giving you this different feedback is sort of like, well, wow, I'm surprised that he No, his feedback isn't so much that I came down on him and I shouldn't be so hard on him. Yeah. His feedback is basically... My son is so great and so skilled that I'm not sure that he could possibly be happy playing on oh, a recreational team. I didn't get that from the original description yeah, of the it, problem. Is he? To some, to, he he's a good player. He's oh. and he and he's he's very full of energy and he's very skilled. Does that mean he can't possibly cope? Uh, I don't think that should be true. I right. think. Just about any skill level skill level of player should be able to find a way to challenge themselves yeah. without immediately sure. resorting to being bored, yeah. right? I mean, we're one practice in and we're already talking about wh- how worried we are about them being bored. And I'm like, this is absurd. You haven't... One practice we've in, done, true. We've done one practice. Like, yeah. we haven't hit games or anything. And if we start playing games and I start getting flack about, you know, equal rotations and he's not playing center enough or yeah. you're not giving him the opportunity to score and keeping the steep. Like that hasn't happened. I'm not saying it will happen, but getting the feeling that it may, that's going to get squashed real fast. I mean, I've made that very clear to the parents like that. We will, you know, I will take the star players out of the rotation on a tied game. <laughs> yeah. You know, in the last minutes, if that's what the plan says that I was supposed to do. Right, right, Because right. I'm going to put the kids on the field to get their time playing, even if I'm putting the worst kid in goal at the worst possible time, and it means we lose, so what? Yeah, you're not playing competitive yet. Yeah. Right. You give them yeah. a popsicle at the end of the game, they forget all about it. Yeah. I mean, who cares? That gets a little more serious, I think, when you get into like travel teams and club teams and... I think that's what club team really means. Yeah. You're you're playing tr- you're being competitive for the sake of being competitive. Yeah. That's scary. To me. Rec teams mean Recreation, you're playing yeah. for the sake of playing and learning. Yeah. Uh but when does it cut over? It's a very interesting question. When do you start getting cutthroat about it and yeah. uh, you know trying out for high school and getting all nasty and yeah. sitting on the bench cuz you're good but not good enough but still going to every game just in case? Yeah. <laughs> that's like the worst case scenario <laughs> yeah so one thing I, I did when I had a situation where one kid was like you know better I helped I have them help run the drill that right. can be sure. like you split the t- like if you're doing passing drill or something you split them up and you're like okay you're running that line I'll run this line Um, you know and then you rotate that kid but then you get you know then he, he can help you out. You, know, you can offload some of your. I, I hope it will work out that way. Yeah. And that's really what I'm going to ask from him. Like, what what can you do to help to help the team? Yeah. Improve to set up plays to you know talk to your team. Let's find because that's what happened when the kid was out of position during practice. He said, "Well, nobody's there for me to pass him." Like, okay, well, let's find out what his name is and see yeah. if we can ask him to get there. Right? right. Like, where is he? Right. Uh, huh. Instead of just 
running there by yourself and try to take over for, I, I think he's, I think he's, um, you know, he's, he's into the sports ball, right? And that could be his parents. That could be a Sunday afternoon football, all seasons, just cheering at the TV kind of thing where you win by one point and you're the winners. The other team's a loser, right? That could be where he's getting it from. Is it the only thing that matters is the points. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people feel that way. I mean, you watch these ridiculous basketball games where, I don't know, there was a cool clip of one where they up by one point and everyone's cheering and they took a free throw and the guy chucks it from the other end of the court and goes in and then the other team wins. So, yeah. you know, one team goes from cheering that they just won the championship to crying that they lost and the other team's cheering. It's like, this is the worst kind of... <laughs> <laughs> It's like, best, man. It makes for one, good. Uh, it's like a hundred and nine to a hundred and eight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's completely insane. I personally, I'd be like, we we just wasted an hour of our lives. <laughs> There's, uh, I, I don't know. There's, you know, there's an argument to be made about it's such a close game, but then how can the other team be such such a loser, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You both, you both came out on top that one, right? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's bizarre to me, but it just doesn't allow. Society doesn't allow for it. We have to have someone that wins. Yeah, someone has to win. Someone has to lose. Someone has to win. Someone has to lose. Can't be equitable. Speaking of losers, no, I got nothing. I don't really have a segue for anything. Speaking this week. Speaking of losers, <laughs> we're well. The other thing we're going to adventure into soon, which we've talked about in the past, but I've never had the chance to adventure into, um, uh, a kind-hearted friend of ours, uh, passed on her kids' Lego Mindstorm sets. Yeah, to that's me, crazy. Which you, which you saw. They're very nice of her. The NXT, which I don't know much about, but they got a whole bunch of sensors, and I looked at the instructions really quick. Yep. Uh, and I'm pretty excited. This, this It could be a big time suck. So the kids and I were brainstorming um, robot ideas tonight, what okay. kind of robots we could make. They yep. had a number of ideas. Yep. Uh, Molly's were pretty creative. Let me see if I can think of what they were. Well, robot that rides a bicycle, of course. I don't know why she came up with that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I wonder. Um, robot that <laughs> takes out the trash. Uh, obviously, some robots that, robots that do Rubik's Cubes and stuff are pretty cool. That's a whole big thing. Right. Um, Robot that maybe my son's been playing Othello a lot. He really likes that game. Maybe a robot that plays Othello. Uh, they have some neat sensors. Yes, right? they do. So you got a color yes. sensor. You got a um, ultrasonic ultrasonic sensor that can give you distance. A touch sensor. It's just a generic light sensor. A bunch of servos. So there, there's some pretty interesting things you can make. I'm trying to think of the ones that we saw that might have been cool. I, I think the Rubik's Cube solving one is probably one of the coolest. Because you have to build something that can, in some way, rotate the sides of, of a Rubik's Cube. You get, you know, if you have a lot of equipment, you can have it really grasp and turn quickly. Some of the clunkier ones have to, like, they can only turn one side and they have to keep flipping it in this funny mechanism. But taking pictures of it, I think, is probably the most interesting piece. You've got to somehow take pictures of Oh, that one, <clears throat> we watched a video of one that solved the Sudoku puzzle. And this really? Thing was, Nuts, because huh. it was it was you, know, you put the paper on the thing and the car would drive over the paper and it took forever because it scanned the whole paper and it said basically okay I found all the squares and I found where there are some numbers and then it would slowly scan every number and actually you know do some text recognition and figure out what number it was 
and it was holding a pen in its little arm and then it did all the yeah. you know it solved it in in a fraction of a second right so after it did all the scanning which was interesting because you, you then you start to understand the problems with robotics right it's like the computer this tiny computer brain in there solved the puzzles in like the blink of an eye but it took it like 15 minutes to figure out which numbers were written on the page oh really <laughs> yeah because it had to very slowly scan them and then yeah. do all this yeah this digital manipulation to say like that's a two <laughs> and then it would go to the next one so uh what do they call that what's the uh optical recognition ocr sure yeah the optical, optical character, character recognition, recognition. Yeah. what's uh what do you call just digital digital image processing image processing i think yeah. is what i'm thinking yeah so, so those are interesting challenges. We could maybe do something with the RC car, as always, and uh, uh, the GoPros are cool yeah. to hook up. Get some, maybe make maybe make a Mindstorm robot that can drive the RC car <laughs> all over town. Yeah, there you go. All over <laughs> town, that's right. You So the NXT, the one I saw on your desk, yeah, the one you have is like the middle one. So the most recent one is the Mindstorm's. It's like um, a, I forget what they call it's, it. It's like as uses air, right? Well, then the, then there's the next one, which isn't out yet, and that's something else called. But the we the one I got for Christmas is like the oh for crying out loud, now I can't remember. Yeah, so you got the NXT 2.0, and then now here's a website. So we we got it. My kids played with it for a little bit, and then and then it got put in the corner and hasn't. Oh, EV3, that's right. And then mm-hmm. they haven't done anything with it. Um, that's not to say it hasn't. It's not going to come back out again because I want to do some stuff with it. It just it's been a busy month, uh, so it got put away. But they are pretty cool, and the, and all the programming and stuff is it's all like. Those blocks, like they have in Scratch, so you can do that, but you can get way more powerful with it. And you can get, you can even, there's even like a, a module where to put a Raspberry Pi on this thing and it, and it, and it can work with the sensor somehow. I, I, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So, so you could, yeah. I, that's going to be the challenge is setting up, setting it up so that they can make changes on their own. Yeah. Without needing me to go rebuild everything <clears throat> for them. Yeah. You mean um, rebuild the Lego set? Or well, rebuild something. the program. The rebuild the program or the Lego set or, or both or just come up with ideas. Yeah. So if you could come up with some some configuration, you know, if you built a car, say, and said uh, – and, and they just had to keep changing the program so it would try to find its way around the house. Yep. Um, that's fine. Yeah. But after a while, they might get tired of doing that one thing. So then they might want to change the car to add some feature to it. And I don't – I'm not sure how much they could just – it's not the same as just sticking Legos to each other. No. No. Uh, it's a little bit more critical thinking. Yeah. But, of course, there's tons of websites out there. There's Facebook groups. There's idea forums. There's magazines. There's all kinds of stuff. So there's all kinds of resources. In fact, I on, on Humble Bundle, uh, I don't know, two months ago, there was a whole bunch of Lego books. And there was yeah. like three or four of them in the bundle where – had to do with mindstorms and projects, and I did now, buy the bundle. So, what I don't sure. get these these uh, Rubik's cube solvers. Most of them use like a separate device. They have like a smartphone that takes pictures of the cube to figure out the sides. Yeah, but then it, it must be telling the controller what to do. So they've connected these two devices somehow. Yeah, and I haven't looked at the instructions to figure that out. But right. that would be super cool if you could. Um. 
you know, especially if you could have a phone with a camera that's processing images or something and then feeding changes into the robot. Yeah. Like that so would be I super think cool. With the, as with the Sudoku, they take the, they have to take whatever, five uh, cubes. How many sides does the cube have? Cube have, my goodness. Six. Five sides, right? Uh, five, well, no, six, six, right? But they don't need to take, <laughs> they don't think they need to take all six. They only need to take four or five. No, they got to take all six. No, because you can figure out what the, they probably only need to take three and you can figure out what the other no, three sides are. You can't know how they're arranged. No. Sure you do. Mm, because maybe? the Rubik's yeah, Cube you might has be right. a, yeah. but it, the, the point is that, uh, when they, and again, we're probably going to get an email or a tweet from Michael Richter's explaining this to us, <laughs> 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 physics, uh, and math. Um, I think that they take the pictures of the Rubik's Cubes and they know where the tiles are. Yeah. And then they know they, there's an algorithm for how to solve the Rubik's Cube from yeah. the starting point. And then it just runs through all the steps. And I, in fact, some of the, some of my friends are like into it and they have this, the, the Rubik's Cube solvers or, you know, those people like they race mm-hmm. yep. and to do it, they have all these like terms like L prime, L prime or I, yep. R, R prime. And like they know top level, which level they're spending and all this stuff. So they look at it and they like know they, okay, you needed to move the top left three times, rotate it <laughs> the, the left side once counterclockwise and then run back right. And then they know this and they're like, oh, turn you need the to middle side like, topwise. Yeah, yeah, the middle. I'm like, how do you? <laughs> He's like, I got a lot of experience doing this. I'm like, Holy smokes, it's uh, pretty cool. <laughs> but it's again, it's all math, math algorithms. So, right. And the, the, the one video we watched, they had the guy was explaining the thing. He's like, well, it would, it, it essentially comes up with like 20 different ways to solve it. Yeah. And then it picks the one that uses the rotations that fit the machine best. Because the way the way their machine was set up, it yeah. was it's it's faster if it doesn't have to flip the cube over, basically. So it'll do more moves. It might pick a, a routine that has more moves just because it has to flip it less times, yeah, fewer right, times. Right. So, but of course, it's a computer figuring all that out. No big deal. It's all done. Right. Um, that would be fun. I really like the idea of a car that could drive itself around the town. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, like a uh, Zumba, but a car. What's a, Z- a Zumba? That's the vacuum cleaner that drives around. Roomba. Roomba. What's Doesn't drive Zumba? around. Zumba is that like workout thing? <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just I don't have the time. I don't know where the people come up with the time to do these projects. These cool, like I don't know, they just dedicate. They must dedicate a lot of time to it mm-hmm. to figure this stuff out. Hmm. I don't know. I think these. Well, people this could don't, be this could be the soccer ball camera. Just runs around on the field. We've like got a Lego drone. Well, <laughs> we got Mindstorm servo motors, right? Uh huh. And if we could somehow. Smartphones are, are pretty fast computers. Yeah. If we could make a mount for a smartphone and we could write the software for the smartphone that can somehow do the image processing <clears throat> to figure out where the ball is, then it could rotate the camera. It just tells the Mindstorm to rotate. That's it. So all it's using the Mindstorm for is to run the servo motors, which is kind of dopey. I think... Uh, yeah, but I mean, also, I don't know how you'd hook up a, a cell phone. What are you trying to do with the cell phone? I don't for the camera. I don't know. Yeah, to use the camera and the Im- and basically to use the the oh, and the, the image processing, the, the chips to use the image processing, and then just tell the send the signal to the Mindstorm to rotate. All you really need is to run a servo motor, but that's what this thing is. It's a motor controller. Maybe it could be in the works. 
It'd be hilarious. I'd show up at the game with a tripod and this weird mount that has a Mindstorm on it, <laughs> plug my phone into it, Yeah, and yeah, it would just start tr- tracking the ball all over the field. See, but th- the problem is it doesn't, the phones don't have an output, really. It's like Bluetooth. Oh, you're going to I use think blu- the way it conti- communicates with the Mindstorm is uh, Bluetooth. But I don't think it's like a, a real-time... Maybe it is. Maybe I'm wrong. That's they, dude. I don't know how they were doing these Rubik's cube solvers. There's a phone taking a picture. They push a button, the thing starts. The phone takes the picture, and then somehow it tells the Mindstorm what to do. Maybe it reprograms it. It's not live. Maybe the phone figures out the set of instructions and sends the instructions to the Mindstorm and that then says be. go. That could be. I think, that and then might runs be. a program. That could be. Yeah. Huh. So that would kind of ruin the whole camera thing, but. But uh, there's, there, where there's a will, there's a way. You can figure right. this out. You can make this happen. You can figure it out. Yeah. What else? Oh, here, here, here's a subject that I've been meaning to ask, and this may be a five-minute conversation or maybe 20 minutes. We only have about seven left or eight. It'll be seven. So a few weeks back, my uh, daughter comes home from school or whatever and is like, I want to go have a play date with – Diane and I'm like okay and then uh, Diane's parents invited me to come over now we've never met Diane or her parents so how do you feel how do you handle uh, have you been in this situation how do you handle sending your kid over to a, a house where you don't know the parents or well my favorite thing to do is to walk in the front door and demand that they show me their gun safe <laughs> okay <laughs> Remember, we went over this. Yeah, I know. You ask very loudly, my child will not be allowed to play in this household until I know it is either free of guns or the guns are locked <laughs> up securely. Yeah. Nice to meet you, though. <coughs> nice to meet you. I always walk in and I say, Alexa. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> buy me five <laughs> cases of diapers. <laughs> right. Confirm purchase. Yeah, yeah whatever yeah. it is. There's lots of jokes about that. Uh-huh, right. right. Um. <laughs> If someone's listening to this at home, that might have just happened. That's right. That, yeah, I hope that did happen. Alexa, we opened. repeat my last order. Yeah. Confirm purchase. <laughs> Alexa, rate Dad's Being Dad's podcast with five stars. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So, anywho, uh, yeah, this happened. I didn't know the family. We didn't. My wife didn't. Um, so, we were like, well, and I was like, nope, I'm not I'm not sending my kid over to a house to family I don't know at all. So um mm-hmm. what would how would you proceed? Oh, you're being serious. Okay, so no, yeah, I'm being serious. I said no. Well Well, why not just go over with him and say hi? It's a big deal. Well, that's just be like, hi, I, I don't know you. I've never met you before. Just uh you can be joking about it. I mean I just wanted to kind of make sure you didn't have guns laying around, but seriously though, do you have guns laying around? Yeah. <laughs> just take take a look at the the cleanliness. Needles? Is really is needles on your living room floor? Um, my, you got to check. You got to go meet them. You got to say hi. I mean, you can't send them to strangers' houses. It's crazy. Yeah, you don't right. know what's going on over there. It could just could be. I mean, I've seen people's houses where it's like, you know, they they have a hot plate that's on all the time on the on the living room floor, and it's like, well, their kids know not to touch it. It's yeah. like what? That's crazy. What? <laughs> you know, so a kid comes over, burns himself on it. They go, what? Your kid's insane. Why would they touch a hot plate? Right? It's yeah. a weird example, but. That can happen. Like they're not used to environments. That it's not that this... weird because I mean my my wood burning insert was on all winter, and we always right. used, we have, always have a fence around it. And this year I took the fence down for the first time, and I was like, and yeah, some so. baby comes over, and yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. Right. But, I mean, yeah, they wouldn't. I mean, my kids, it's been there since they've, no, they know to stay away from it because it's hot. Fireplace but. is a better example than a, a yeah. hot plate on the floor. <clears throat> um, Similar. Yeah. So, okay. So you're on board. You just, no, that's a, that's a non-starter. Well, but I would just you go to with them. them. Yeah, yeah. So something happened between the time and we actually met them. <laughs> so it turned out that. That's good. Yeah. I mean, why not just be like, sure, yeah, you can go over and walk over with them. So I just want to say hello, check things out, you know? Yep. See you later. I have enjoyed, recently, I've been sending the kids out of the house with walkie-talkies. Okay. Because uh, we have four of them. Okay. So we charge them all up. Yep. I keep one of them. And they I'll work be in well the shed. Enough. Yeah, they work great because they go all over the neighborhood. I can hear them everywhere. Cool. Uh, I'll be in the shed working on the bikes. I got the yeah. walkie-talkie in there. And I can hear them, you know. The one kid who needs one neighbor kid who has to have all the attention starts holding the button down in front of a radio and playing music. Right. And so we squash that real fast. And they just start jibber-jabbering with each other. And then my son says some awful things to them. And I pick it up and yell at him and <laughs> quietly. I'm still listening. And even when they need something, they'll call. They'll be like, you know, hey, Daddy, is it all right if we go down and so and so sass? Like, oh, yes, sure. Just call me when you get there. Over. and Over. <laughs> uh it's hilarious. It's great. It's like the, um, you know, the cell phone of generations ago. I, yeah, yeah. I this summer I told Max, I'm like, dude, this summer, because we have a playground that's basically you can kind of see it from our house, but it's behind a couple of houses. So it's maybe a block and a half away. You could call it city block. Uh, what are you talking? Like quarter of a mile? Less. Okay. If as the crow flies. Yeah. It's it's probably an eighth of a mile. Or the radio signal travels. <laughs> That's really yeah. what I'm after. <laughs> maybe maybe a quarter of a mile. No, it'll totally yeah. work. Uh, okay. I have a set. I, 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 I bought them and for use like skiing. Yeah, that's what we is, did. Yeah. And they never really worked good. The mountain would always get in the way or whatever. Oh, I, mine worked great. Or it was like I'm, I'm on the slope and they're on the chairlift or mm-hmm. they're on the chairlift and or, well they're on the well slope, the trouble so. with it is you can't hear them and then yeah. there's people on the channel and that sort of thing yeah, yeah no yeah. one's on the channel anymore no one everyone has cell phones okay so i'm gonna break them out i'm gonna put some batteries uh, in them and see if they work in yeah the no they love them and because when even as <clears throat> when i had these things years ago and i had them as a kid everyone was always on the channel but literally everyone has a cell phone now so they don't bother yeah um i think this summer i'm gonna let them let him even take his sister to the playground by themselves, as long as they bring the walkie-talkies. Walkie-talkie. And if you know, if there's an emergency, I could be, I could jump the fence and be at that playground. In how fast do you think I can run an eighth of a mile? <laughs> Forty-six and a half seconds. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Uh-huh. Be there within a couple of minutes. I'm telling you, the Stranger Things. This is the Stranger Things. The kids on Stranger Things had walkie-talkies, and they're all communicating with them. All the time. Of course, those things are huge. They're like a loaf of bread, but mm-hmm. uh, and now they're much smaller. You could crack them open and jack up the uh, antenna gain. I mean, the FCC might come and find you, but it's it's the the family. It's what they call it, the family radio. You mean the transmission would be the problem? The FCC is not going to come after you for the antenna gain for the transmission. Would be yeah, the problem. yeah, yeah. They would. If I mean, if oh, how are they going to know if, that you hear it better? They have weird equipment. They, they could tell if if you cranked up the gain on the on the on the the transmission. I mean, I meant the transmission. Oh, antenna. okay, yeah. Oh, uh, oh, 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 the transmission. Antenna. You would yeah, basically, you know, extend the range this thing covered, but yeah. that also means you would 
squash everyone else that's on that channel in that area. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they would really care. If they happen to be in the area or someone complained or something, they can. They have cool equipment they could find you with. Triangulate. Yeah, they can. I don't know what your punishment would be. As long as it's not like the, uh, you know, the emergency police frequencies and stuff, it's cool. Because right. these walkie-talkies use... I forget what it's called. The Family Radio Something Service, FRS. I, I think I that's it. it's just a family radio service. It's a range of frequencies that's dedicated to consumer devices uh, where there's no reservation for interference, as opposed to all the other frequencies where you have to reserve them and pay money and you can't overlap and all this kind of stuff. Otherwise, you have two radio stations. So, so you need to hook this up to the... Uh, Lego camera? Mindstorms robot right. that you're so Max can be like robot I need a lemonade over and then the <laughs> whirs in walks into the kitchen gets the lemonade and runs it down to the park for them there's your project it has to, you have to say over otherwise it doesn't listen yeah, over cue the music over Thank you for listening to our show. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at dads at dadsbeingdads.com. We're on Facebook too, forward slash dadsbeingdadspodcast. All four words, all jammed together. Or search dadsbeingdadspodcast. You can find us. Throw us a like and some comments. And of course, iTunes. Send us a review and some sweet, sweet stars. Twitter too, but uh, we'll have to get back on that. But you can find us.